When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that. And uh, forget the money. Uh, because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. All right, all right. Welcome back to Footwork. I'm Dylan. And I'm Sean, and each week we're bringing stories and tips from around the globe as we dive into our journey abroad. Outlining what it takes to follow our dream, and hopefully yours, even if it's not soccer. So, Sean, Vigate, Kital, what's happening, man? What's going on? Not much, man. Same old, same old. Nothing yeah. to report? Yeah, nothing, nothing that I feel is necessary to report now. The injury is, uh, is still here, and... I think it'll be there for a few more weeks. Well, will be. Um, so yeah, it is what it is. Things happen. You have to be able to adapt to these uh, bits of adversity. We yeah. call it a change. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, we've. This is what we spoke about for the past. I don't know. What are we at? Thirty episodes. Twenty-nine episodes. This is twenty-seven, but we have a couple half episodes. So we're probably episodes. over. Oh man, we're like this close to five thousand views or five thousand downloads. Yeah. So, so there you go. I mean, I got to uh, stick to what we, to what we preach. Yeah. So for those of you um, who haven't heard, go back, listen to our injuries episode. I think there's a lot of great, great stuff in there and stuff that Sean is having to, you know, practice and not just preach right now. So we'll keep you guys updated on, on a need to know basis. And um, Sean will be back better than, than before, you know, as I've said to him a couple times, these things are these are minor setbacks for major comebacks, and uh, it may not look like you know a blessing in disguise, but something comes out of you know we rise out of the ashes, and something will come of this that didn't seem like it was possible at first, and then you know it's just it's just how these things work, and and yep. I think the universe really rewards those committed. And consistency. And consistent. So go I back think, and listen to the consistency too. I think I think this this <laughs> things like this test your consistency and can you stay true to what you said mm-hmm. you said you would do long after the mood you have set it in has left. Inky Johnson quote right there. I mean Love that. Yeah. Man, remember that. Write that like one down. That. I like that. One second. When things aren't going so nice. Can you stay can you stay true to what you said before it was when you're all motivated, all pumped? Mm. Yeah, coach, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. You're all excited, but can you do that when things are not going well? When you're injured? yeah, when you wake up and you're not feeling it, yeah, that's and your whoop, the, and even if your whoop strap is telling you you got ninety percent recovery and you're just laying in bed, yeah, there you go, exactly, whoop game. Regardless, we have a we have a very exciting episode today. I think um, this one really holds true with with Sean and I. This is a very important topic and something that I think we kind of define ourselves in a bit. Um, and our ability to accept this, to learn from it, and I think it excites us. So today we are going to be talking about the changes. Now, I think this is a very, this is an all-encompassing topic. I think the changes is a very general outlook on it, but we've said many times in in this podcast that um, you can't grow in a comfortable place. I think if you guys have been with us this long, you've probably heard that you know, multiple, multiple times. So for us, I think it's, it's important to change. And I think all the time you hear these things like, oh, you've changed, you know, and it's said in this like, you know, kind of negative tone and it's, oh, you've changed. Yeah, I, I hope so. Because if I was the same kid that I was in when I was 18 with the opinions that I had, the things that I would say, um, the work ethic that I had, the extracurricular things that I was doing that I shouldn't be doing, you know, like, I, I don't know where I would be right now. I certainly would not be in Hamburg, Germany, pursuing my mm-hmm. dream. Uh, you know, it's, 
it's 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 looked up upon too negatively sometimes and i think for us the changes that's a positive thing yeah yeah and i mean that is so there's there's a there's a line between changing just constantly changing to people around you being you're just wanting to be like these other people you're constantly mm-hmm. changing it's not necessarily a weakness thing but you're just kind of being like jello you're just you're like play like a uh, clay you're just molding to whatever people around you now you don't have play-doh a, like play-doh exactly <laughs> you don't you don't have a strong basis but at the same time your ability to change and learn new things and also look inside mm. and see where weaknesses are yeah you know changing that i mean that that word can be interchanged with learning right yeah absolutely and that can be applied to any aspect of of life in general whether that's sports or out of, out of the games. Yeah, and anything. And for us, change is, is it's something that we're constantly doing. It's something that I think we are excited by doing. And, you know, we, we hope that, you know, some of the things that we say today, you guys can, can take on and, and learn from and, and apply to your everyday lives. Because I think with changes and being able to change and adapt, I think you know, runs very parallel with happiness in a way. So listen to yep. everything that we have to say today <laughs> and you will be happy. No, I'm just uh-huh. kidding. But take some <laughs> things because I think some of these things will be good. Yeah, I think this is just, I think this is just life in general. Mm. You know, I mean, both of us, we have changed our environment. We could talk about that first. Yeah, let's I mean, talk about what, let's talk about some of the things that we can change. Um, and yeah, I like that. Let's start with we can we've changed our environment yeah. many times. So I mean I can't even really count with both my hands the number of environments we've changed, whether it's different countries or different cities, different parts mm-hmm. of the city. Yeah. Different teams. Uh these are all new environments that you have to adapt to, figure the space out, mm-hmm. and then make the best of it and be the yeah. best version of yourself you can be. And at the same time, learning from the new people or experiences or areas that um, you maybe you didn't see before or you didn't know about, you never knew about. Um, and just, and I just almost, to go ahead, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to bring it to something that's very current is that Sean recently changed his environment. And I think you really enjoyed living in, in Hamburg and where we were living together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it felt like if you kept doing this change and it may have felt comfortable to be here, that you would miss out on some opportunities that could ultimately make you a better player yeah. which is which is your ultimate goal you know so yeah. staying in hamburg it has its many many perks but being close to your team walking distance to the field gyms physio all these things yeah i mean it's been a complete it's it's a complete game changer and then now that now that i'm injured i mean people on i i am on crutches at the moment my foot's in a cast it's locked up now the doctor's we can say they kind of botched it uh, since the beginning. So we've there's been some setbacks. Did. But because I'm living here in a small city, very small, 20,000 people here, it's from 500 meters from the field, 500 meters from the gym, I am able to uh, walk to or go to the gym and the field, no problems. Whereas if I'm in Hamburg, I don't think I'm making that trip. It's a 20 minute, it's a 15, 20 minute bike. Ride. <laughs> like, you know, how am I getting there? I mean, I could figure out the bus, but this has allowed me, even though it's not what I intended it to be, of course, mm-hmm. I would want to be playing and training, mm-hmm. but this is almost a blessing in disguise that now it actually isn't so bad that I'm here now because I have the ability to go on my own to these places and they're not that far away. Yeah. Versus if you're in a big city like Hamburg where whatever the gym is five miles away. I mean, there's, how am I getting there? I yeah. have a car. Obviously I can't drive. Um, and yeah, I think there's so many different things that you don't realize at first. And it seems like, oh, this sucks. I'm leaving the nice city. There's so many fun things to do outside of the game. But since traveling back and forth, you know, eight hours of my time, nine hours of time for one training session just didn't make sense. I was losing mm. so much time that I could be improving in many different aspects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just like lost time. Another, another thing with changing your environment to bring it back to um, one of our amazing guests, we had Kim DeCesar on. And one of the things, I think she said at the end, something that she would tell younger uh, women athletes yeah. was it's not necessarily your dream or 
you know, what you're doing, but look at your environment and change your environment because your environment can have so much weight and, you know, it could be so taxing on you that it can yeah. make you lose sight of why you're doing the things that you're doing, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I think she, she said something like, I think it was if you're not falling out in love with the game. Yeah. That was, you don't that's hate what, the game. You hate mm-hmm. your situation. You hate your mm-hmm. environment. So change the environment. It's not the game. It's the environment you're in. And sometimes you, know? you need that different space, yeah. whether it, even if it's not in soccer, you know, I have a, um, a very close personal friend who was, he was living in the city and he was living in this, you know, kind of smaller place, um, a little bit of a commute. And he's a creative person, you know, he's, you know, very into, you know, journalism and stories and things like of this nature. And I could tell it was weighing on him. He could tell it was weighing on him. It, it was hard for him to have this space and be able to create because he didn't feel creative in this environment. Now, it wasn't his dream. He's a creative person. You know, he wasn't falling out of love with being a journalist or creative. He was struggling with mixing the two in a place where he just didn't feel, you know, like he could be the best version of himself. You know, it's mm-hmm. there. There's many different ways to look at this. Yeah, yeah. And, and kind of go hand in hand with the environment. Um, the people that are around you, who you hang out with who you're driving and chasing these dreams with, that's the same thing where mm. you might have an idea of, oh, I want to do this, but the people around you keep saying, no, it's not possible. You're never going to do that. Yeah. And that could be, that could be true. Mm-hmm. Or if you find a different group of people that think differently, then, uh, you know, there's no limit to what you can do. Yeah. And surrounding yourself with people that will support you and uh, admire the ambition is a big thing. I, I like that. I think it's, it's important to find a good balance in that. So you don't just want yes men, you know, you don't want just people that are like, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. You want people who are going to say like, yeah, you can do it and then push you to do it. And, you know, they check you if you're not on your shit and, and you know? hold you accountable. Exactly. Hold you accountable important. for everything. For example, if you say, oh, I want to, I want to be a pro football player, but then I see you partying Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm. you need someone who's going to check you and be like, mm. I mean, you could, you don't have to be a pro footballer, but if you're going to say that you shouldn't be doing these things. Yeah. Like if you're going to say it, then, then live it. Then live and if it. you're not going to live it, you need people around you to check you and hold you accountable to whatever you said you're going to do. I had, um, so I've mentioned before I had a friend, his name was Jack. He unfortunately passed um, several years ago, but there was something that he, he'd said to our group of friends and they'd relayed to me a couple times. And we always bring it back up because I think it's perfect for this too. He was someone who would check me. And, and before I went out to Australia, you know, I would said I wanted to be, you know, a professional footballer and follow this dream. And he would say things like, like, yeah, I have the talent. And he's like, if, if D wills, that was, it's one of my nicknames. If D wills would just, focus everything in and really hone in then he can make it farther there than you know he ever thought was possible i'm paraphrasing here but this is this was the sentiment of it like Mm -hmm. tone in on your hone in on your shit own it and and focus put all your energy 100 percent into this dream and you will get it and if you don't then you know you may never and I took that, especially when he passed, man, I really took that on. And it's something that mm-hmm. still drives me today to be the best version and constantly change everything, you know, change yeah. environment, change the people. Cause I, I need people like that, that will check my shit. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I could bring up, we, we've mentioned Jocko a thousand times in this podcast, but he also, he also talks about that as a leader. You don't want to be surrounded by yes men. You need to have strong leaders underneath you that will check you because Mm -hmm. your plan is not the best plan just because you made the plan, for example. Mm -hmm. Just because you're at the top of the chain and you made the plan, that doesn't mean that it's the best thing. And you need to have the ability for people to say, I don't know if that's the best thing for you. Because everything we're doing right now is not not the end-all, be-all, the best possible thing in every situation. No, you're going to make wrong decisions and you're going to think wrong decisions are right decisions. Right. What I thought was right four years ago, I say now that's just stupid because mm-hmm. we've changed and we've mm-hmm. learned that uh, there's a better way to do it. And having the ability to check your ego and 
listen to someone, they might be wrong, they might not be right. They might be right, they might not be right. You don't know that. But you can you should also take their idea or whatever they say with a grain of salt and then look further into it. I totally because agree. They might be correct. I totally agree. I think it's important to have those people that challenge your your ideas too. So I mean, whether it's politics, we won't get into that, but I think it's important to have people on other sides of the spectrum. Now, obviously you want to align with people that are share your values. You know, if you have core human values that another group may not have, you know, like I'm not saying go be friends with a neo-Nazi, but I'm saying like, look across the aisle and challenge your ideas sometimes. And it can be beneficial for both parties. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And it can, it can, not only change your line of thinking, but it can help you see someone else's thinking and be more empathetic. And then I think that's how you can resolve a lot of issues. Yeah. And actually, um, that podcast that you put in Tevin and I's group, who is, what's the name of that guy? Because I listened to that as well. Uh, the name of the guest on it? Yeah, the name of the guest. Because he said something. Hold on, I have it here. Let me get it. Uh Oh, Kamath, Cam, Cam, I don't know how to say his yeah, name. Yeah, it's tough. He's, he's a part owner. I know he's a part owner of the Warriors, okay. um, the Golden State Warriors. Um, he, so he's like... Uh, so he, here he is. One second. He's the founder and CEO of Social Capital. He's a prominent figure in the venture capital, capital business, part owner of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, so uh, in, his, in, in this, he was talking about... What he likes to do, so he's like a specialist in asset allocation, but what he likes to do is listen to people that think the opposite of him. Mm. And he tries his best to put himself in their shoes and their mindset and understand why they believe what they believe. Mm -hmm. Because he can fully understand why they think the way they are and why they believe something is good or something is not good. He can then go totally in their shoes and then take a step back and try and see what he thought before listening to them, what they're thinking, and then kind of make a happy medium. Instead I think of just, it, I blocking, think it just everything, blocking yeah. everything they're saying because, no, I disagree, I disagree, I disagree. But that, that thought in your mind, and as soon as you think that, that could be the right thing, mm-hmm. the morally right thing, or it could mm-hmm. be your ego, mm-hmm. making or sure emotion, that you're not yeah. wrong, or emotion, exactly. And I thought that was really interesting that he spoke about that. And uh, yeah. Shane Parrish was kind of diving into that because it was that's a that's that's a podcast that. we recommend for anyone. Yeah, we'll share that. We could the share knowledge that in, the yeah, knowledge project. It's dope. Um, but yeah, I think I think even with that, like exactly that process, I think that only strengthens your opinion. Whether it stays and remains the opinion you had before you looked across the aisle, mm-hmm. understanding truly understanding and empathizing with a different side, I think that only strengthens what you believe, and then you yeah. have more backing you know, to either argue against it or debate, however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. And um, so what are you, what are some things that you have done to change yourself over the years? To change ourselves. So yeah, so we've done change environment, change the people around you, and now we're changing ourselves. Um, damn, you want to go right into my, spe- you want to go right into my specifics right away. Huh? I mean, maybe it doesn't have to be specifics, but maybe something that you think has worked really well. Or, I think it's important for us constantly to to change routines and change habits mm-hmm. because I think once you fall into the same exact routine, you know, I wake up at this time, I eat this time, um, I work this time, I work out this time. I think that's maybe that's great for some people. So, you know, maybe I, I shouldn't generalize in this. Some people love having that type of perfect structure every single day. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think it's important to change my tendencies and habits and so that I find more interest in them. They seem more new to me and I don't just get yeah. caught in this like lullaby of a schedule. That's not, I know that's not for me. So that's one looking inwards and seeing what doesn't work for me and then changing those things. So it aligns and makes me happier and more fulfilled. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I also think too, with that, because so there's two, two parts I want to go into. One is you need to do difficult things, mm. whether 
this is, doesn't have to be physically, it could be mentally a difficult job, a difficult project, whatever it is, but something that really challenges you. And there is no, you know, oh, I'm going to start this at eight o'clock. It's going to be done by four o'clock. Like there isn't necessarily an end goal or you might not know if you can complete it. Right. And I think this challenge, whether it's physically, physically, you can think of anything, a workout, a run, um, a swim, a bike ride, whatever it is. I think these reset your mind. Mm. Right. And it almost humbles you. Mm -hmm. You know, what, for example, you, you, you're a lot of stress. You go for a run. When you hit mile, you know, mile 13 on a marathon, you're not thinking about that stuff anymore. You're just totally in the moment. You're set. You're, you've just become soft essentially. Right. And you're just trying to get through whatever this marathon, for example. And I think doing stuff like this is kind of a mental reset and sometimes it can it can expose things that are weaknesses that you have. Oh yeah, this I might mean, not even be physically think... either. When you get to these exhaustion points, I I personally think physical activity is very important for everyone to do, because I think when you get to these exhaustive points, yes, you might think, okay, I need to get fitter, mm-hmm. but I also think you realize you get rid of these uh, bad energy thoughts. Oh, they're are, demons, man! It's demons, it's checking exactly. your demons. You it's get rid of these demons. demons And then you might have a brilliant idea of whatever it is. Say you had a project, you couldn't figure out how to finish it. And then you did something extremely hard physically at the, at the back end of that, you might have Mm. it. I mean, we, we know this from the the start of this podcast, this entire podcast and the first, I don't know how many episodes were all done post-workout. Oh yeah. I mean, we would work out and then (laughs) we would, we would write notes or voice memo and we created it all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's an example of it. <laughs> we call it the post-workout high, right? It's yeah. a lot of a lot of those ideas have come from that. One hundred percent. I agree, though. I think I've I just tried to look up who said it. I can't remember. Uh, he's he's one of the brilliant guys that was on the Shane Parrish, um, Shane Parrish, and uh, I can't remember. It'll come to me later. Say maybe I'll remember. I don't remember. What his did he name. talk about? Yeah. Well, he talked about, he talked about his version of meditation. I think this was on, he was on Rogan at this point and his version of meditation wasn't, you know, just empty in his mind and like just breathing. Hmm. It wasn't just that it was going inward and literally looking at every demon that he has. He looked at meditation more as like a personal like battle that, you know, you could come out of a little better than you were before because you looked at some demon that you haven't uncovered before or haven't truly processed. And I feel like that's kind of the same thing that you're talking about when you do these physical or mental kind of checks. Like, I mean, a marathon is a bit a bit extreme, but... Yeah, I, but I mean, this I is just in relation to however, however fit you are. I think you absolutely. just have to, you have to get to that point mm-hmm. where it's no longer... You can't, like, for example, you can't talk, have a conversation with someone while continuing to do it. Mm-hmm. Like you're, it's, you're at that point of exhaustion where you're, you're literally all can your energy, only look inward. You all your energy talk is with focused on, yes, is focused on this task and mm-hmm. you could talk to yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that there, I mean, so many people talk about this, but I think there's something really important in that, that for me, I know that I miss it. Like even now, okay, I, I, I can't do anything with my, my legs but I'm still not, I'm just not going to work out. No way. I'm going to work out every day. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just going to do different things, but you got to sweat. I think breaking a sweat every day is very important for my mental health. For mine now, too. This, this is for me. This is, but this, this, this is what's important though. So don't take what we do as what you should do. This is why mm-hmm. it's so important to be, like I've said in multiple episodes, to be intrinsic and to look for, look inward. Cause mm-hmm. if you can pinpoint areas in yourself or, let's say in your career that you're not happy with, say you're in a job and it's, a, it's maybe a nine to five job and you don't mind this, but it's like there's something about it that continually is halting your development as a person and your development of happiness. You know, you need to be able to look inward and say like, this is what's not making me happy and then act on that. You know, for, for, yeah. for something like that, like, I'm not feeling great today. Let me look inward. Okay, like I, I haven't worked out today. Maybe I just need to get 
you know, some endorphins going, get a sweat. And that's on a micro scale, but it's that same thing. Use that in different areas of your life, your career, your relationship, your family relationships, you know, everything really, your hobbies, everything. Look inward, see what's not working, pinpoint on that, pick that shit out, confront that demon and then change it. Like this is why it's so important to change is because you're correcting or you're improving on the things that ultimately are weighing you down. And even if they're little things, like little micro, micro, micro things here that we can keep, like that we can look inwards and spot, mm-hmm. those changes over time will be immense. Will be, they'll be immaculate. Yeah, yeah. And I think this leads right into why it's difficult to change. And I think being self-reflective is scary because there's a lot of times you don't want to, it's a tough you thing. don't want to face the fact that you're lacking in this area or you're doing this incorrectly. Mm-hmm. I mean, this you could relate this to so many different things. You're being—it's hard to be honest with yourself, isn't it? It's exactly. hard to look at yourself and say this isn't good enough. Yeah, that's right. Because it's easier to blame. I mean, it's easier to do the exact opposite of extreme ownership and blame everything. Like yeah. you can blame your environment, you can blame the people around you, and that's all well and good. But I mean. I think the the biggest thing is you got to change yourself, yeah. change yourself and you'll be able to change those other things. Yeah. And you're, you're totally in control of the situation. Now here's, here's one. So Matthew McConaughey has been on a bunch of podcasts. He just released a book. Um, and I was listening to him with Tim Ferriss and he was talking about how he's very calm and he keeps a very calm demeanor because he checks himself constantly. Mm-hmm. So for example, he never, he's never raised his voice at his kids. Because if he got to that point, he missed seven things before that, that got him to this point, right? So he's not blaming it on what they're doing. He's blaming it on himself. What did I not see? Or what did I not check that I brought me to this point, right? And if you could do that in every aspect of your life, it's always self-reflective looking inside. What did I miss here, right? What did, that, what did I do wrong that I can improve and then change that? Mm. And this can be this can be related to anything. Hundred percent, because you can't always change. Like you can't change other people's habits if they don't want to change it. You can't change them. Like you can change who's around you, but you can't change the people really. But yeah. if you put it back on yourself, you can always make these little changes. You know, even if it's not really your fault. In the end, what can I have done better to avoid mm-hmm. this situation? Change that shit, and it's just mm-hmm. a, it's a better all around atmosphere. Yeah, totally agree. But let's let's Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, man. We're we're huh. a couple interruptions today from we're, both of us. We're excited. <laughs> we're excited. It's very I love this topic. I haven't worked out yet. <laughs> Me either. Been chilling. But um I think one thing we'll come back to time and time again is that comfort. So I think this is one of the biggest reasons why it's so difficult to change is because we can become so caught up and trapped in a comfortable place, mm-hmm. you know? And then when we yeah. look outside, that's unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, where I live now, what I'm doing now, what I'm making now, my routine now, um, you know, all the, the, the benefits that I have now, that's safe, that's mm-hmm. comfortable, that's constant, you know? Yeah. But if you stay in that place for too long, those that the idea of the benefit goes down it shrinks mm-hmm. all these things like you're not growing as a person you're staying in the same thing you're meeting the same people you're doing the same thing every night you're looking forward to the weekends and monday comes around you get through it tuesday comes around you get through it and you just get caught you're stuck yeah, yeah. and i think a lot of people unfortunately get stuck in this because when you look out into the abyss yeah it is scary like there's no doubt about it. I'm not going to say it's not scary. I've, mm-hmm. you know, when I went to Australia, I was scared shitless. I'm halfway across the world mm-hmm. with humongous spiders and Tasmanian and devils ruse. and, and ruse boy. And yeah, I mean, it's scary, but I think that right off the cusp being like my first, and I'm sure Mongolia was very much the same for you. That big change, forcing myself in it, forcing myself to grow a little bit. Each time I've made changes now, like going to Sweden, going back to the US, coming to Germany, changing teams in Germany, changing teams again, 
probably moving again, you know, in a, in a few weeks, these changes become less and less scary and they become more and more exciting. It switches. It's living. It's living. Mm. And I think now when you were, when you're talking about, I thought of this, I think it's important to always find something you're not good at and improve on it. So if you're doing things all the time, (laughs) there you go, really. But I mean, same for me, like try to speak German or try to say different things that you wouldn't normally ask or say, right? Like when I was first learning German, I would always ask the same questions to teammates and it's good practice because I'm getting, you know, what did you do today? What do you do for work? Stuff like this, just to kind of learn this, right? But then expand on it. Don't stop after a few back and forth, right? This is uncomfortable because you don't know where the conversation is. Yeah, you're you're getting into uncharted territory. frankly don't know the verbs, but you can always ask, Mm -hmm. right? So that's a language. Then, uh, you know, now that we've moved countries and, and even teams, there's something addicting about changing the environment so drastically. I think you I know? need it now. I think I'm almost a little bit because, addicted to it. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, because inter- something maybe not like, teams every time, but yeah. Yeah, it's not necessarily a team, but a team is a, it's just a simple example to talk about. It's like when you show up to a new team, you don't know anyone for, usually, and you have to prove yourself. You have to prove yourself to the coaches, to the team, to the fans. You, this every single day you're there, you're proving yourself. That's on and off the field. How you carry yourself, how you speak to people, and how you play. You have to be the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And don't put on an act because you should be this should be this should be how you live, right? And I like that idea of like you have to be tuned in because you need to make the impression and then keep mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It's different when you're at a club for five years, they know what you can do. If you have a bad training, they look, they look past it. Oh, I didn't feel like going hard today. No one, no one sees it like that. But if you can keep that mindset, like you're the new guy, you're always the new guy. If you can keep that mentality of that, you have to prove yourself again and again, and not do, going above and beyond, but just having consistency and putting in the work and doing all the extra things, doing the things when you don't feel like doing it when they're the right things to do. We said, we talked about this. So when, when I, when we came back from um, in, in July or is it June, when we came back and I was on trials with a bunch of different teams, I think I was on trial for more than, more than a month with different teams. Mm-hmm. And I told you one time, I was like, it, it, it's annoying, but I kind of like it because it forces me every single training to be 100% tuned in mentally and physically because every single practice is a trial and I remember telling you afterwards like I want to keep I mean not always because I think it's you know somewhat good to you know rest a little bit and whatever it may be but I I wanted to keep a lot of that that idea that every single training is a trial right what it is is every training is now it's like a game it's game day every Mm -hmm. day Mm-hmm. And this energy and mindset going into it, it's a game day because this could be your last day with this team. They could always say no. Whereas you get comfortable, you get a contract, maybe you're playing with the team, it's your starting spot to lose. Some some coaches, how your training performance doesn't really affect whether you're going to be in the team on the weekend or not if you're performing in the games. Yeah, some people players are untouchable. Get, players get comfortable. So yeah, then, you see it. You see it in the pros. The you know, you know that this is why a lot of pros ultimately, you know, they're doing very well on a team or something, and they've been there for a while. They're a club legend. And they need to. They need to switch it. And you would think, like, why does he need to switch it? A lot of the times, like, I think a lot of these athletes feel exactly like us. Like, you get a little stagnant, so we need to yeah. switch it up, change it, and kind of reignite that fire underneath us. You know, it's a new. I mean, it's a new challenge. Mm. I think, I mean, you think, I think Ronaldo, that's a big part of why he's changed. Yeah, 100%. I think it's, he's won everything. So let's go somewhere new, a different country, different team, different place, and let's do it there. And I think for him, it's proving more things like best player to ever play and so on. But I still yeah. think it's that mindset that he, he has to be pushed. I mean, you he hear from to. all his teammates, the extra training that he did ever since uh, he was a young kid. But that, that's a deeper thing than that. That's why his house is set up like no other professional in the world. I mean, the guy is built, he, he, his life is built upon becoming the best possible player he can be. Mm. And I think there's something from that mentality to take from everybody. 
I'm trying to think if there's any notable athletes that I can think right now that, you know, maybe felt the other side and didn't change. And then, you know, goodbye. They never really got back to the, to the level. I think, mm. I don't know their decisions for it. The first thing person that came to mind was Mesut Ozil, but mm. I don't know the decisions for everything. So I don't, I don't like to speculate. Is it, Oh, yeah, I, think, I think th- I think there's more to that decision than just I think so too. as a player. Mm. Uh, I think that political thing that happened, I think that's probably part of it too. Oh, yeah, that probably is a big part of it. But um, shout out to Mesut Ozil, man. He's a fucking ball. Yeah. I, I just, I wish he went to Italy or Spain or the Netherlands yeah. so I could just see him play for, you know, a couple more years in a team that just has the ball. Yeah. That's a tangent, though. Let's but come. Anyway, let's yeah. come back. To, let's change back to the changes. Um, I mean, we we've talked about different things that we can change. We've talked about why it's so difficult to change. And I think, obviously, what we know is always more comforting than what we don't know. But it's important to to keep pushing yourself into those zones because they become less and less scary as we as we go on. Like, yeah. I mean, you you started off in Mongolia. So after that, like, it, it's got to just be cake. Yeah, I mean, there's certain aspects of it, yeah, but a lot of it, for sure. I mean, just living in general. Mm-hmm. The, like, the, the apartment and stuff was fine. It was just the outside life, like, was just funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it's cool. It's an mm-hmm. experience because it's, there's so much stimulus when you go out because it's totally new. Yeah. Like, everything is new, and I really enjoy that because it's uncomfortable but i like that feeling mm-hmm. you know where you you've never gone to this market by yourself where you go in even if i'm not with my teammate literally everyone is trying to sell me their fruit and vegetables and meat and so on and i'm getting like hounded but then you got to be careful because you don't want to get pickpocketed but it's it's awesome and they like can see so, you from, they can see you from a mile away you're so engulfed because i'm the only white person out of hundreds of people in this like street market thing that's inside mm-hmm. i mean it's a little sketchy but at the same time like this is this is how they do it this is this is the best place to go to get stuff um yeah that that's one thing and then like <laughs> playing on a field that's literally concrete it's turf <laughs> supposedly but it's literally harder than the street yeah i mean yeah that didn't feel good but whatever this is my what am i going to leave the country like, I yeah and also also though like you know some of the the things that were great about it like you you know, you're getting good, good money there in your first contract. And then you're thinking, should I go into the unknown of Germany and work my way up and grind, you know, and you being intrinsic and seeing what you need and what's important to you to change and grow. Like the, the money wasn't something that was going to keep you in this place. No, not at all. You know what I mean? So you seeing, okay, you know, the money's good, but this, this, and this is not good. I need this, this, and this. Let me go to Germany and let me change this shit. I think that's, this is the process that everyone needs to, to really use. Right. I mean, for me, it was, it was very obvious other than England, which Americans, it's very difficult to get a visa there. Germany was by far the best place to go in footballing terms, in terms of the strength of every league goes way down the ladder. It was the best. And why is it the best? Because there's the most competition. Okay, so some people might think, why would you go there? That's the most difficult place for it to happen. But I looked at it the other way. Why would I not go to the best place? Because that's where I'm going to become the best player, Mm. right? Because it's so cutthroat and the competition is so high. And so you you need to perform. And that's how I see it. And how many times can I tell you here when Germans ask you, why am I here? Oh, I'm here to play football. Do you know how many people are playing football here? Why do you think you can make it? Mm. like well yeah that's why i'm here guy yeah well they one one (laughs) (laughs) one they're i mean they may they probably don't look at it as your goal they go back and listen to our episodes and we get some new listeners where your goal is not necessarily to make it to this league or this league is to become the best footballer you can and then everything else falls into place right so obviously well it's not obvious because you know you can look at it many different ways but for you it was obvious that the best place to do that is where there's the most competition now other people may look at that germany oh man it's cutthroat here you know how many people are trying to make it and they might be in their comfortable space 
making good money in a league somewhere that maybe it's not the most competitive and they have a name there, you know, like this, this, the, the big fish, small pond reference. Right now I'm not trying to knock anyone that's in those positions, but for them just to put it in their shoes, they might look at Germany and think, Oh, that's the abyss. That's scary. Why would I want that? I have money, you know, apartment, I'm doing well. I don't have to try and training. It's, it's my, you know, my name and my livelihood's not on the line. And that's all well and good, but you're, you're not going to make the changes that Sean's making when he puts himself under this. I wouldn't, I mean, maybe it's pressure, but I would say put himself in this situation. I think, I think it's just, there's, you know, that there's so many people that can take your spot. They might not be in your team at the moment, but you know, at any any second, mm. a trialist can come walking in, and they sign them, and then you're out. Well, I guess it well, is pressure just, then. But you know what? Yeah, you know what pressure how you makes. Think about diamonds. Yeah, that's we're right. Not, we're right? no coal. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no coal here. Yeah, but I mean, that's what it is. I like that's I like that. Mm. It's the it's the it, it keeps you tuned in. Yeah, you have to be sharp. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I've said this before and i've been like this as a as as a young kid i've always leveled up to the 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 people around me Mm -hmm. but if the competition is lower i'm I'm not going to rise up to where i I think i can be Mm -hmm. and i'm always reaching to be the worst person on the team in my in my eyes that's the best place i can be is if every player on the team is quote unquote better than me because then i know that i'm going to get so much better so quickly and that's not going to be the case anymore. But then when that becomes the case, it's time to find somewhere more difficult. I love that. Entirely. I love that. And that's what I'm chasing. And in Mongolia, quite frankly, that just wasn't the case. I think, I think that's a great segue into why we should talk about why change is so important and give you know, some more references that we haven't touched on. For you, that change means strength. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. You're changing, you're adapting into a situation where you... Know, you on paper, we're the worst person on this team. And if you can adapt to that and you can get better and better, I, it's with every situation in life, you know? You change, you adapt to what life throws at you before life throws it at you and you can get through everything, everything. Yeah. And if you put yourself in an environment that you are un- you're unfamiliar with, mm-hmm. right? You're uncomfortable. You're guaranteeing if you stay in a place where you don't know anything about it, or very little, or you're uncomfortable, or you're, uh, you just simply are ignorant of this environment, you will learn, and you will change. Mm-hmm. It's guaranteed if you try to learn, and you stay in it for long enough, and you don't run away as soon as you get a little pressure on you, or instead of you feel a little bit little uncomfortable, you're going to learn, and you're going to change. And I think the change comes quicker, the more difficult it is. I love that. So change, change means strength, change, mean, change means learning change for me a lot of the times and why i'll come back to why i think part of me is addicted to you know change and conquering new things is it ensures that life stays exciting you know like i'm not in this pit of uh gray and i'll do this to do this to do this no i have stories man i have things that i'm proud that i've done and can look on and look forward to every day because it it's it's uncomfortable yes but it becomes i don't know just be it, it becomes a part of you that's just very i don't know man it's just it's exciting like it's yeah. less scary and it's more exciting and i look forward to these times when i'm not comfortable yeah yeah i mean that that's that's really it it's just what you said there, it's not scary, it's exciting. It's the same exact thing. But mm. you're choosing to be excited about it instead of being scared about it. Exactly. You're excited that you feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. instead of being, I'm scared that I feel uncomfortable. What else does change mean to you? Well, I think we've kind of touched on it already, but progress, right? Mm, I like it. You're, you're improving as a person or a player, right? your ability to learn, look inwards, mm-hmm. um, go out, listen to people, read books, things like this. You're, you're able to check your ego mm-hmm. and realize that you're not always right because mm-hmm. you aren't and you don't know everything and that 
you know, if there's an expert in a field, pick their mind. Like that's, that's one thing I love to do, especially when we come back to football. I always want to ask, especially with like uh, doctors or physios or something like this, I always ask them why they're doing it and just pick their brain because most times people that are very knowledgeable in a subject, they love to share what they know. Right. Yeah. And often you, people just don't ask because they don't care. Mm -hmm. Right. They just want to be, they just want someone to do it for them and that's it. But I want to know because then at the end of the day, now I know these things Mm. and now I can be self-reliant. Yeah. You know me of all people. I just hate relying on people. Yeah. Sean hates it. If you could just be reliant on yourself or know things, then it can help you in certain situations. Or the ability, the ability to know things, you know, like the the ability ability. to, 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 like we said, to change, it means learning. It means growth. So having that ability makes you more self-reliant. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and unfortunately you can't always trust people that you, you think they might know things, right? Mm. I mean, for example, my situation with his injury. Oh yeah. A few doctors together really botched the diagnosis and botched how we've been treating it. And I put it on myself because I should have taken steps further, even though getting the report of the MRI and getting the diagnosis, quote unquote, from the doctor, I still thought there was just too many ifs. And it seems crazy, like, okay, how are you going to question the doctor? But it's like, I've had injuries before, and I know how certain things feel. And when certain things are said this way, that doesn't, that doesn't add up, mm. right? And often, it's difficult to check a doctor. To say, hey... It's a very difficult person to check. Uh, I don't know about that. Like that book, actually, that you're reading. Black, Black Box, Box Thinking, Black Box yeah. Thinking. I was just about exactly. to say that. Yeah, I mean, I, I know in that book... They talk about the, the medical field, but they also talk about pilots. Yeah, there you go. Black, Black, Black Box, Box Thinking, thinking by Matthew Yeah, they talk. It's big. They, I mean, it, to, to feed off what you're saying is that they use the airline industry to talk about how the medical f- industry could be if they looked yes. at failure the same way. Yes. So uh, failure is an opportunity to learn and to grow, right? So... I think what was the quote on it? You don't, you can't afford the time to not learn from failure rather than, uh, or what, let's pull up the quote actually. I have it here. I can pull it up quick. The one that I, I sent it, you? I it, yes, yes, yes. All right, I got it right here. You got it? Yep. So failure is thus a signpost. It reveals a feature of our world we haven't fully grasped and offers vital clues about how to update our models, strategies, and behaviors. From this perspective, the question often asked in the aftermath of an adverse event, namely, can we afford the time to investigate failure? Seems the wrong, the wrong way around. The real question is, can we afford not to? Yeah, there you go. Bam. So this comes back to what we're talking about, putting yourself in an uncomfortable environment or unknown, right? Instead of just ignoring failure because you don't have time to look at it, use the failure. This is a learning opportunity. Mm. Something has gone wrong and we can fix it somehow. Mm, yeah. Figuring this out, it's, I mean, progress. Figuring it's, it's progress. That's life, mm-hmm. right? That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Trying new things and then improving on them. That's, that's like the foundation. It's the foundation of us, in my, in, especially. In my yeah. yeah. I mean, but it's I think just... also, too, if you think of really successful people, you know, oh, they have billions of dollars. Why do they keep doing what they're doing? Because they, the money is not a thing anymore. The money for some people, okay, you get to a certain point, but many successful people say once you hit a certain number, it doesn't matter anymore, Mm. right? Like money helps you with the basic things, right? But then you just wind up buying more expensive things. So at a certain number, it's not about the money. It's about driving and creating new things or, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's many different things. It could be power and so on. But yeah, I think it's because they're looking to change and create things and do things that are uncomfortable and new and something that they don't know about, but they want to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that that, that goes with yeah. I think case. change. I think change a lot of the times equates success. Yeah, you know these people yeah. who you look at that are successful. I mean, you think Tiger Woods is doing the same exact thing? You know, always he's not learning, he's not changing what he's doing, changing his mm-hmm. environments, and changing the people around him on his bag. You know, like all of these athletes, they're changing their diets, they're changing their habits new information comes out that could possibly make them better. They change, they try, you know, it's obviously these changes always, not always, 
are going to be the best thing for you, but you try, you know, you, you mm. experiment with these things. And when you look inwards, you can see what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, in, in, with athletes, as you get older, you can't do the same things you did when you were 20. No, man, I'm right? stretching. I'm stretching a million times more than I was stretching at Oneonta. <laughs> like I'm doing everything to. We would do those 30 second stretches. What was it? Like groin, hamstring, and we did quad. actually some decent partner stretches. But like yeah. I'm, I'm talking it now right every idea. day. Every day I'm in there. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Yeah, right. So that's your ability to change and realize like this doesn't work anymore. I need mm-hmm. to try something new. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have, I have one. So I think change, it, it can help ensure that a bad situation ends. So one, like if you don't like your job, I've had, I've had friends who've worked in the city before and they're making great money and you're in the city and you have all these benefits and stuff but it's a bad situation for people, some people, you know, whether it's the long commute or, you know, early hours or just doing something that doesn't like for the money, you know, mm-hmm. when you change those, when you become intrinsic and change those situations, those bad situations end. So there's one. And I think it helps you. I think changing, whether it's yourself, the people around you or the environment, the three things that we touched on, it helps you move on. So it can be like, you know, like bad situations that happen, like a breakup, you know, say you're going through a bad breakup. Like the last thing you want to do is sit in that. I mean, like, yes, you want to, you want to dive into those demons and stuff, but the last thing you want to do is just, just chill and, you know, move back in with your parents and, you know, do things that aren't testing you and, you know, are comfortable, you know? Go move somewhere and change or go change your anything, your job, your go on a vacation, change something. It can help you move on and, you know, look at life differently again. Yeah. I mean, I think it relates to the the previous episode, Detach. Mm. I think with all that, you want to set a new goal after some sort of failure occurs. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, and it can be a a new direction new direction, new goal, short-term goal, long-term goal, whatever it mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. but you have something that you're getting up in the morning and chasing. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, you have, you have to get things done, right? You're not just going through the motions, but like you have things to do. You got to get up because you're chasing this new thing. It can be in any field. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could think of a million different things. You know, you want to, you want to run a marathon. Well, you better start running. Right? Yeah. You need to get up in the morning, you need to put in the miles. Mm-hmm. Because come the, come race day, if you haven't done the work, you're not going to be able to do it. Or you're going to get hurt and so on, right? This is a clear thing that you have to get up and put in the work, right? This is a a long-term goal, you could say, right? But the short-term goal is you need to wake up four times a week and put in X amount of miles. Yeah. Right, And build yourself up. Um, I mean, you could think about there's a million different situations. Sometimes those short-term goals can really help influence the direction, make sure that we're on that path, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But there's, there's, you know, there's a million things that, that can happen to us. And if we're not able to, you know, embrace the change or embrace the challenges, and I'm not saying embrace can be generally speaking, because, you know, we're coming to those ages where we experience death a lot more, death in families and, you know, Mm -hmm. friends, whatever it may be. And like you said, you can't just, you can't just, sit in it and rest and go through the motions it's tough not to and you know it's it may be hard to take this advice but once you change and kind of flip that switch a little bit it helps you look at it in that different light and live yeah you know the best thing to do after death to someone is is to live because yeah i guarantee what they would want from you is that right you know so so change the situation, change the environment, change the people you're around, like that spark underneath you, man. And, mm-hmm. and, and let's get better. Let's get better. This is footwork, footwork. Podcast. footwork. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave ourselves our own ad. There you go. Let's, I think this is a good, I think this is a good time to shout out our buddies. Um, this is their first advertisement. Is it paid? We won't, we won't, um, we won't give you the details, but our buddies over at aristocrats, soccer podcast 
Um, great podcast. Dave Harris. Dave Harris and Jake Keegan, who we had on the pod. And hopefully we have Dave Harris on um, oh, come sooner on rather than later. Um, yeah, they're, you know, they've, they've had some amazing guests on, um, you know, women's national team players that played for Mexico and, and the U.S., you know, people who have trained with Ronaldo and, and you know, the, the, the list of guests and people that they know goes on and on for days. So check them out. Aristocrats Soccer Podcast. You can find them on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And oh, Google Play, too. And Google Play, probably, too. Whoever listens to Google Play. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, and uh, keep, keep remembering to plug it and pass it. We haven't mentioned those words in a while. Plug it and pass Plug it. Plug it and pass it. And, and go on. No, you go ahead. I, I did it twice and you, and you made for, me go first. For those of you that don't know, we are on YouTube. We are on YouTube and we, we're not looking great. We look okay. Yeah, I'm we got kidding. the lighting scenario right now. The classroom's got, looking a little iffy. I got Tab Soba in the background. That's all we need Soba to look at. And you got a map of Copenhagen and Amsterdam. a crooked map of Amsterdam. Yeah, I'm waiting <laughs> on the frame. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to if you want to check these these setups out look mm. us up on youtube footwork podcast yeah We're make sure on you, twitter yeah make sure you like us follow us on twitter like and subscribe on youtube more content on the way um you know we're always looking for feedback too so sean what's our email Footworkpodcast at gmail.com yeah so please hit us up with questions concerns feedback um thoughts on what sean and i should should do for hairstyles next um places to visit um if you want to come on the pod sometime you know it it's uh it's been great we're at almost 30 full length episodes almost five thousand downloads we're in 39 countries now ukraine just snuck up on that 39 spot we're looking for 40 um, we got a well, we message saying we got Turkey a message saying that Turkey's on the map soon. <laughs> so shout out, shout out, shout out that guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, just to just to come back to it, I think I think change is change is it, it's an undeniable and an inevitable thing. Mm-hmm. So embrace it. You know, yeah. you might as you might as well be the conductor. You might as well be the captain. You know, yeah, like the, the change is going to happen. So why yeah. don't you oversee it? You make it happen. You make your own changes and get out ahead of it because the world's constantly changing from from COVID, you know, this presidential shit coming up. You know, it's I know everyone's kind of down a little bit. 2020 is a, is a tough year, but, you know, embrace it, embrace it. We're going to change. So, so change those things that you can at the moment and. And and let's get better together, Footwork Podcast. <laughs> yeah, brought to you by the podcast that came because of COVID. Yeah, ultimately. Yeah, if there is I mean, one thing that came out of 2020, it's Footwork Podcast. Yeah, wow, look at where we've come. <laughs> I could cry. I couldn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, also. Episode 26, The Detach. Um, please send us in your um, your thoughts. Mm-hmm. It has kind of to do with change and uh, facing adversity and failure and how to overcome it and detach from the situation. It's a little more specific. All these things will always be connected, but... Yeah. Um, listen to that and then uh, please send us in a voice message. Uh, we've gotten a bunch already, uh, but we're going to be doing something with that. Because I think The Detach 2.0. The footwork ambassadors have a lot of things to say and a lot of great things to say at that. Because, mm. like we said, we're not we're not always right. Usually we're not always right, not and right. it's it's that was one thing that we're constantly learning on. And yeah. one thing you know, like, comes back to change. That's why all these things are just inter- interchangeable and connected. Is that you know we're surrounding ourselves with 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 people who have been through these processes and maybe have something different, so we can learn from them. We can change our processes. And ultimately grow. Exactly. Said that I said that like it was an infomercial. <laughs> I gotta stop. I have training to go to. Yeah. Um so, so we'll see you guys next, next Monday. Um, thanks again, everyone out there. Plug, pass. Let's keep growing the footwork nation. I like the sound of that. So until next time. Keep moving forward. Keep learning. And make your own path, people.
Footwork. Ciao. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Thank you.